This is the amplified version of John. So note that there's a lot of extra words. I'm not going to, I might not read them all. If the Holy Spirit gives me a check and says it's not actually what that means, I'm going to be skipping that part. And I'll only read what the Holy Spirit says is accurate. I do like the amplified classic version, which I'm reading from. I do not like the regular amplified, the new one that came out. Um, but there are certain passages that can be hard to understand in the, in the amplified classic that aren't translated right, the Holy Spirit said. So I'm just reading and I will note that I will kind of skip some things. John chapter 17, verse 1. When Jesus had spoken these things, he lifted his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify and exalt and honor and magnify your son so that your son may glorify and extol and honor and magnify you. Just as you have granted him power and authority over all flesh, all humankind, now glorify him that he may give eternal life to all whom you have given him. Verse 3. And this is eternal life. It means to know, to perceive, recognize, become acquainted with, and understand you, the only true and real God. And likewise, to know him, Jesus, as the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, whom you have sent. Verse 4. I have glorified you down here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now and now, Father, glorify me along with yourself and restore me to such majesty and honor in your presence as I had with you before the world existed. John chapter 6. I have manifested your name. I have revealed your very self, your real self, to the people whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they've obeyed and have kept your word. Verse 7. Now, at last, they know and understand that all you have given me belongs to you, is really, truly yours. Verse 8. For the uttered words that you gave me, I have given them, and they have received and accepted them, and have come to know positively and in reality to believe with absolute assurance that I came forth from your presence and they have believed and are convinced that you did send me. John 17 chapter 9. I am praying for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they belong to you. All things that are mine are yours, and all things that are yours belong to me, and I am glorified in through them. They have done me honor, and my glory is achieved. And now I am no more in the world, but, but these are still in the world, and I'm coming to you, Holy Father. So, Holy Father, keep in your name, in the knowledge of yourself, those whom you have given me that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them and preserved them in your name, in the knowledge and the worship of you. Those you have given me I have guarded and protected, 
and not one of them has perished or is lost except for the son of perdition, Judas Iscariot, the one who is now doomed to destruction and destined to be lost, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now I'm coming to you and I say these things while I'm still in the world so that my joy may be made full and complete and perfect in them and that they may experience my delight fulfilled in them, that my enjoyment may be perfect in their own souls, that they may have my gladness within them fulfilling or filling their hearts. I have given them and delivered them into to your word, your message, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but you keep and protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, belonging to the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them, purify them, consecrate them, separate them for yourself, and make them holy by the truth. Your word is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I have also sent them into the world. Verse 19. And so for their sake and on their behalf, I sanctify, dedicate, concentrate myself, that they also may be sanctified, dedicated, consecrated, and made holy in the truth. Neither for these alone do I pray. It is not only for their sake that I make this request. But also for all those who ever, ever come to believe in, trust in, cling to, rely on me through their word and their teaching. That they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they may also be one in us, so that the world may believe and be convinced that you have sent me. Verse 22. I have given to them the glory and honor which you have given to me that they may be one, even as we are one. In them, I in them, and you in me, in order that they may become one and perfectly united, that the world may know and definitely recognize that you sent me, and that you have loved them, even as you have loved me. Verse 25. O oh, just and righteous Father, although the world has not known you and has failed to recognize you and has never acknowledged you, I have known you continually. And these men understand and know that you have sent me. I have made your name known to them and revealed your character and your very self, and I will continue to make you known, that the love which you have bestowed upon me may be in them, felt in their hearts. And that I myself may be in them. That's the end of 17. Okay, John 18, verse 1. Having said these things, Jesus went out with his disciples beyond across the winter torrent of the Kidron, the ravine, and there was a garden which he and his disciples entered. And Jesus, who was betraying him and delivering him up, also knew the place because Jesus had often retired there with his disciples. So Judas, obtaining and taking charge of the band of soldiers and some guards, attendants of the high priests and the Pharisees, came there with lanterns and torches and weapons. <clears throat> then Jesus, knowing about 
knowing all that was about to befall him, went out to them and said, Whom are you seeking? Whom do you want? They answered him, Jesus, the Nazarene. Jesus said to them, I am he. Judas, who was betraying him, was also standing with them. That when Jesus said to them, I am he, they went backwards, they drew back and lurched backwards and fell to the ground. Verse 7. Then again he asked them, Whom are you seeking? And they said, Jesus, the Nazarene. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. So if you want me, if it is I whom you are looking for, let these men go on their way. Thus, what he had said was fulfilled and verified. Of those whom you have given me, I have not lost even one. Verse 10. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchusas. Therefore, Jesus said to Peter, Put the sword back in the sheath. The cup which my father has given me, shall I not drink it? So the troops and their captains and the guards and attendants of the Jews seized Jesus and bound him. They brought him first to Ananias, for he was the father-in-law of Cephas, who was the high priest that year. It was Cephas who had counseled that the Jews that it was expedient and for their welfare that one man should die instead of on behalf of the people. Now, Simon Peter and another disciple were following Jesus, and that disciple was known to the high priest. So he entered along with Jesus into the court of the palace of the high priest. But Peter was standing outside the door. So the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to the maid who kept the door and brought Peter inside. Verse 17. Then the maid, who was in charge of the door, said to Peter, are you not also one of the disciples of this man? You are. He said, I am not. Now the servant and the guards, the attendants, had made a fire of coals, for it was cold, and they were standing and warming themselves. And Peter was with them, standing and warming himself. Verse 19. Then the high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and about his teaching. Jesus answered him, I have spoken openly to the world. I've always taught in the synagogue, in the temple area, where the Jews habitually congregate and assemble, and I have spoken nothing secretly. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me what I said to them. See, they know what I have said. Verse 22. But when he said this, one of the attendants who stood by struck Jesus, saying, Is, this, is that how you answer the high priest? Jesus replied, If I have said anything wrong, if I have spoken abusively, if there was evil in what I said, tell what was wrong with it. But if I spoke rightly and properly, why do you strike me? Then Ananias sent him bound to Cephas, the high priest. Verse 25. But Simon Peter still was standing and warming himself. They said to him, are you not also one of his disciples? Are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the high priest's servants, a relative of the man whose ear Peter cut off, said, Did I not see you in the garden with him? And Peter again denied it. 
and immediately a rooster crowed. Then they brought Jesus from Caiaphas, is it Cephas? Caiaphas? I don't know. Caiaphas into <clears throat> the judgment hall, the government's palace. It was early. They themselves did not enter the judgment hall that they might not be defiled and become ceremonially unclean, but might be fit to eat the Passover supper. Verse 29. So Pilate went out to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? Verse 30. They retorted, If he were not an evildoer, would we not have handed him over to you? Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and judge and sentence and punish him according to your own law. The Jews answered him, It is not lawful for us to put anyone to death. This was to fulfill the word which Jesus had spoken to show, to indicate, indicate, to predict by what manner of death he was to die. So Pilate went back again to the judgment hall and called Jesus and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus replied, you are saying this of yourself on your own initiative, or have others told you about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew, your own people and nation, and their chief priest have delivered you to me? What have you done? Verse 36, Jesus answered him, My kingdom belongs not of this world. My kingdom if my kingdom were of this world, my followers would have been fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here of this world. It has no such origin or source. Verse 37. Pilate said to him, Then are you king? Then are you a king? And Jesus answered, You say it. You speak correctly. For I am a king. I'm certainly, I am a king. This is why I was born, and for this I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. For everyone who is of the truth hears and listens to my voice. 38. Pilate said to him, What is truth? On saying this, he went out to the Jews again and told them, I find no fault in him. But it is your custom that I release one prisoner to you at Passover. So, I, so shall I release for you this king of the Jews? Then they shouted back again, Not him, but Barabbas. Barabbas. Now Bar, oh, it's Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. John 19, verse 1. So then Pilate took Jesus and scourged and flogged and whipped him. And the soldiers, having twisted together a crown of thorns, put it on his head and threw a purple cloak around him. And they kept coming to him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they struck him with, palm, with a palm of their hands. Then Pilate went out again and said to them, See, I bring him out to you, so that you may know that I find no fault in him. So Jesus came out wearing the thorny crown and purple cloak. And Pilate said to them, See the man? Then the chief priest and attendant saw him. And they cried out, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no fault, no crime in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law 
and according to that law he should die, because he has claimed and made himself out to be the Son of God. Verse 8. So when Pilate heard this, he said he was more... Oh, let's start that over. One more time. Verse 8. So when Pilate heard this, said he was more alarmed and awestricken and afraid than before. He went into the judgment hall again and said to Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus did not answer him. So Pilate said to him, Will you not speak even to me? Do you know, do you not know that I have the power, the authority to release you and I have the power to crucify you? Je Jesus answered him, You would not have any power or authority whatsoever against or over me if it were not given to you from above. For this reason, the sin and the guilt of the one who delivered me over to you is greater. Verse 12. Upon this, Pilate wanted, sought, and was anxious to release him. But the Jews kept shrieking, If you release this man, you're no friend of Caesar. Anybody who makes himself out to be a king sets him up, himself up against Caesar. Hearing this, Pilate brought Jesus out and sat down on the judgment seat at a place called the pavement, the mosaic pavement or the stone platform in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now it was on the day of preparation for Passover, and it was about the sixth hour, about 12 o'clock noon. He said to the Jews, see, here's your king, 15. But they shouted, away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, crucify your king? And the chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. Verse 16. Then he delivered him over to them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away, so they went out bearing his own cross on the spot called the place of the skull. In Hebrew, it's called um, Gol Gol Golgotha, Golgotha. There they crucified him with two others, one to each side, and Jesus between them. And Pilate also wrote a title, an inscription on the place card, and he put it on the cross. And the writing was, Jesus the Nazarene, the King of the Jews. Verse 20. And many of the Jews read this title for, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. Then the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write, King of the Jews, but he said, I am king of the Jews. Pilate replied, what I have written, I have written. The so then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts, one share for each shoulder, soldier, and also the tunic. But the tunic was seamless, woven from the top, <clears throat> from the top throughout. Verse 24. Let's get some water. My throat's getting a little dry. Twenty-four. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but let us cast lots to decide whose it shall be. This was to fulfill the scripture. They parted my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. So the soldiers did these things. But by the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister Mary, 
the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. So Jesus, seeing his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing near, said to his mother, Dear woman, see, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, See, here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own keeping, his own home. Verse 28. After this, Jesus, knowing that there was, knowing that all was now finished, said in fulfillment of the scripture, I thirst. A vessel, a jar full of sour wine was placed there. So they put a sponge soaked in the sour wine uh, um, on a reed of hyssop and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. He bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Since it was on the day of preparation in order to prevent the bodies from hanging on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath was a very solemn and important one, the Jews requested Pilate to have the legs broken and the bodies taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first one and on the other one who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus, they thought that he, saw that he was already dead, dead and they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear and immediately blood and water came and flowed out. Verse 35, and he who saw it, the eyewitness, gives this evidence, and his testimony is true. And if he knows that he tells the truth, that you may believe also. For these things took place that the scripture might be fulfilled, not one of his bones shall be broken. Again, another scripture says, and they shall look on, upon him whom they have pierced. That is Zechariah 12.10, that that prophecy was fulfilled. Verse 38, after this, Joseph of Arimathea, a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate to let him take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate granted him permission, so he came and took away his body. And Nicodemus also, who first had come to Jesus by night, came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, weighing about a hundred pounds. Verse 40, so when they took Jesus' body and bound it in linen clothes and with spices, as was the Jews' customary way to be prepared for burial. Now there was a garden in a place where he was crucified, and in that garden a new tomb in which one had never yet been laid. So there, because of the Jewish day of preparation, and since the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus.